Go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. First Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. The Lord looked on his heart, which was his brother, and, and didn't like what he saw. See, God looked at Cain's heart and didn't like what he saw. See, it wasn't about the fact that he gave an offering of barley or wheat or whatever it was. It wasn't about the manifestation. It was about the heart that gave the offering. And he looked on his heart and it wasn't pleasing. Now you also see here in, in 1 Samuel that the Lord has refused him. For the Lord to refuse him meant that God had spent time working with him, but he hardened his heart. Woo! You remember David was a man after God's own See, as, as messed up as David was and as many issues as he produced and caused, one thing you see that David was very quick to do. You know, David went a year in sin. He went a year in adultery and murder. But when he was confronted by the prophet, Nathan, what did he do? Nathan said, you're the man. And David fell on his face. Immediately, He didn't say, I'm the king. He didn't say, I can do this and I can do that. Do you know who you're talking to, Nathan? See, that's what Ahab did. Ahab became so angry that he locked the prophets all up. Jezebel became so angry. I'm going to kill you, Elijah, by tomorrow. See that pride? Pride, anger, resisting the truth. But what did David did? What did he do? Immediately, he fell down before the prophet. Immediately. He said, I'm the man I sinned. And what happened? David got the grace. David got the mercy. David got the restoration. To this day, David is a man after God's own heart. Glory to God. Say it with me, with God, it's a matter of the heart. That's why what might be sin for me, because I have revelation and understanding on something, may not be sin for you, because you don't know about it yet. Now you will, because all of us are to grow to full maturity. There will be a day you'll be accountable for it, but it might not be yet. Are you listening? Glory to God. You getting anything out of this? Hallelujah. Now, go to Colossians chapter 3. Mm. Do we want to go there right now? No. Go to 1 John chapter 3. 
I'm not going to get through all this today, but anybody want to come back next week? <laughs> Hallelujah. God is so good, so merciful. Don't let any of this stuff get you in bondage. This stuff will not bind you up. It'll make you free. It'll make you free. It'll help you to understand some things that, that what you thought you needed to do may not be what you need to do. What you need to do is study, put the Word of God in you, and then listen to the Holy Spirit. It's not deep. Amen. Dad Hagen used to talk about how he'd say how he wouldn't go on a lot of long fasts, but he would live a fasted life. And what he's talking about is walking in the Spirit. See, sometimes we get the, the idea that we can mess up big time and then bring a big offering, and that's going to somehow make up for what I did. But it's not. When it comes to offerings, understand that there is no offering for sin but the blood of the Lamb. The offerings that you do, none of them are for your sin. When, when I was growing up in the church, you know, we used to go into church and light candles and put a certain amount of money inside the thing that held the candles. And we'd say prayers and, and these different things. And it was for penance for what we had done. But none of those things are an offering for sin. There is only one offering for sin, and that's the blood of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Now, 1 John 3 Verse 1, behold, what's behold mean? Look, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And of course, sons is neither male nor female. So God has both male sons and female sons. Amen? Amen? Say, I'm a son of God. Therefore, the world does not recognize us because it didn't know him. Beloved, now. Say now. now. The word now means time. At this time, are we what? The sons of God. Say right now. Right now. I'm God's son. I'm God. And it does not yet manifest. That word appear means manifest or become visible. What we shall be. But we know. Say no. no. This word know is aido in the Greek. Which is talking about a revelation knowledge. I know. That when he shall appear, what's that called? Anybody know? When Jesus appears to take the church home? That's the rapture of the church. We know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him does not sin, or does not practice sin as a lifestyle. Isn't that great news too? That when you do sin, you have such a conviction in your heart that you know it was wrong, that you end up confessing it to the Father, and he immediately forgives you. And so you come into church with no sin. You go on your job with no sin. Because on the inside, you're following the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him. In other words, whosoever commits or practices sin as a lifestyle has never seen Jesus, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. He says it for the third time. Does not practice sin as a lifestyle. His seed, God's seed, remains in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Now, now keep, stay with me now, verse 11. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brothers were righteous. So here's the answer right here. Why did Cain kill Abel? Why? Because his works were evil. And if his manifestation of his offering was evil... What else was evil? His heart was evil. And that was the whole issue. The issue was not with the offering. The issue was with the heart. His heart was evil. Now notice this word. Underline that word evil. Evil here is the Greek word proneros. Poneros. P-O-N-E-R-O-S. Poneros. Now do you see wicked one in verse 12? Underline wicked one. Guess what wicked one is in the Greek? Poneros. Same Greek word. Wicked one is poneros and evil is poneros. I'm, I'm getting ready to close now. Can you stay with me for five more minutes? Am I losing anybody? We can stand up and sing Father Abraham. All right, we won't do that. So... The issue here with his offering, was it the offering? Was the issue the offering? What was the issue? His heart, and his heart was what? Poneros, it was evil. What does God call evil? We saw those four other scriptures, what God was looking at. Was God looking at the heart? Yeah, he's looking at the heart, right? Remember, God does not look as man looks. God looks at the heart. So God is not looking at what you put in the bucket. God's not looking at those things. What's he looking at? He's looking at your heart. Now go to Hebrews chapter 3. Verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me and proved me 
and saw my works 40 years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you. You might want to circle or underline that word, any. An evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. What does God call evil? Unbelief. Unbelief. Remember, we started out today. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Why? Why do we need to study? So we know what's pleasing to him. And when he speaks to us, we know what to do. Can I have just a few more moments? Go to Colossians chapter 3. And we'll close here. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. There's work involved in pleasing God, but it's easy. I said there's work involved in pleasing God, but it's easy. I said there's work involved in pleasing God, but it's easy. Why is it easy? Because it's His name. It's His word. It's His blood. It's His promises. It's His power. He's given us everything we need. Remember, Peter said, God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. You got everything you need. All you got to do is put in some effort. If you're going to make cookies, God says, here's the dough. Here's the chips. Here's the blender. Come on. Here's the oven. Here's your cookie pan. Here's your spray. Here's the spatula. Here. All you got to do is what? Follow the directions. Say it ain't that deep. Just follow the directions. And he's put the guide inside your spirit. The Holy Ghost is in you. He'll tell you the directions. If you lose the directions, he's right there to give them to you. Amen. Now, we didn't read this text, but this is really the text of, of this whole series. And so let's read it, and then we'll back up for a second. Ver, Colossians 3, verse 17. Let's read it out loud together. Ready? Read. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. So whatever you do, you're supposed to do it in whose name? In His name. And what it means to do it in His name is you're doing it for Him. You're doing it in His, the word name is unama. That Greek word unama means authority and character. So you're doing everything in his authority. You're doing everything in his character. Now drop down to the 23rd verse, and let's read this one out loud together. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Do it all how? Heartily. How? Heartily. What's heartily mean? Do it all with your heart. 
do with everything you got as unto God. Praise God. Everything that you do as unto the Lord. Now back up to verse 17. And notice he says, and whatsoever. Do you start out a brand new conversation with someone by saying and? Why do you say and? Because you're connecting it to everything else you just said. Right? So what did he just say? Remember now, the, the whole theme here is that whatever you do, offer it unto God. Well, how much is whatsoever? Everything. What's left after everything? Nothing. So whatever you do is supposed to be what? As an offering unto God. i, I got to give you one more verse. H hold your place here. Don't turn there. Just put it up on the screen. Matthew 25. Write this down in your notes. We'll, we'll pick this up next week, Lord willing. Unless he has us go in a different direction. Matthew 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. Click. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as the shepherd divideth his sheep from his goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee to drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, truly, I say unto you. Say truly. Inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. When you give an offering, whatever you do, it's not unto man, it's unto God. Whatever you do in word or in deed. So could you take Jesus to lunch this afternoon? Yeah. I could take Jesus... To lunch this afternoon. Come on, Jesus. Because I'm doing it unto the Lord. The Lord puts it in my heart to be a blessing to my sister. And so I do it. And when I do it, it's not under her. It's under Jesus. Whatever you do to the least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. And whatever you've not done, you've not done it to me. You're sitting next to somebody who could be the recipient of your offering to the Lord. Say it with me. Whatsoever I do in word or in deed, I do it all in the authority and character of Jesus. And whatsoever I do, I do it heartily unto the Lord. Whatever you do. Could you pay off Jesus' car note? Could you pay Jesus' bills 
uh, that are overdue today. That's why you have to find out, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? Or do you want me to do anything? You're not the savior of the world. It's not your job to pay off everybody's bills and take everybody to lunch. That's not your job. You do what he puts in your heart. But don't do it for them. Do it unto the Lord. And then God will receive your offering. Amen. Glory to God.